Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. They're very simple, John. I don't know why I have to explain them every week. They're so simple. Every episode, we can read out as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where the, uh, the transcript for the idea will be printed and formed into parasols as we enter um, the warmest period in human history, which is coming up, apparently. Look forward to that. This summer... <laughs> Sound of the Summer is the Dream Factory podcast in parasol form. I'm Joel, a man who puts the lech in Dolce de Leche, and across from me is John Harris. Um, and John, I had some free time this afternoon, and I had a look through everyone that you follow on Twitter, every single person. There's no quick way to look at this. Oh, God. Um, and interesting ones that came up were dictionary.com. Yeah. Um, the Iceman Wim Hof. Yeah. You know Wim Hof, who, yeah. uh, who can, st- he can hang around in ice or heat. So he won't mind about the fact we're about to enter the hottest period on hum- in human history. Billy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... You follow that... Billy Piper on Twitter. Uh, you follow at Locate East Sussex, which is a now defunct organisation helping <laughs> companies move to East Sussex. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I thought most interestingly, the Formula One driver Jensen Button. <laughs> I, I stick by every single one of those follows. Which companies have Locate East Sussex helpfully... <laughs> Help to relocate to East Sussex. I, I have no idea that I'm following locate East Sussex. I think that's one where it was like you follow a lot super of people. fun, super fun memes. You and follow, they just changed. As of today, you follow 1,854 people on Twitter, which is too many. Do you think? And I imagine your timeline is hell, especially the amount locate East Sussex must be tweeting. Yeah, it's and mostly it, just people getting cancelled. So it's quite yeah. nice to just push them through the kind of churn them through my list. But John, uh, we're not alone today. We're not. We are joined by somebody that we both follow on Twitter, <laughs> and that's his biggest honour. Um, joining us today is the host of the award-winning Stop and Search podcast, but more importantly, I think possibly the number one Dream Factory fan, Jason Reed. Hello, Jason. Yeah, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am genuinely the number one fan of this podcast. Competition winner, J- Jason <laughs> Reed. He bid 10 grand at a charity auction to come and do this podcast. And I've got a badge. <laughs> if you think you could challenge Jason to the number one fan spot, or maybe, you know... Uh, Fight, a fight in a car park or something. Well, we can. We're happy to get that. We go to one of Pip's cockfights that you was talking about. <laughs> this <laughs> is important stuff, Jason. We'll bring this up later. But firstly, before we started, um, you brought us. <laughs> 
a, an ungodly amount of wafer rolls. Yeah, so many wafer rolls. <laughs> that if you were stranded on a desert island with this many wafer rolls, you could probably construct a pretty good raft <laughs> to get yourself to say this is like the next episode of Shipwrecked. Is this just like Polish wafer tubes? Um, and we've probably been organising this uh, for about five months and mm. so these wafer rolls probably well past their survey <laughs> yeah totally and I wanted to do the Christmas special but like hardcore listening got in oh, sounds no. a little bit like well it's Christmas well, they li- you know they literally fought you for it and there's yeah. two of them so yeah exactly yeah, yeah they, got the, they got the up on me on that shall we pitch some bloody films <laughs> yeah and this one's from friend friend of the show but not number one fan as he's been he's been ousted as number uh, one fan anything, as of right he's now he's an acquaintance of the show <laughs> uh, Stu this one is Batman and Christopher Robin <laughs> Uh, Christopher Christopher Robin is Winnie the Pooh's owner oh yeah owner's not a very nice thing to say are they friends are they friends (laughs) come on what do you think they are have you seen the film uh, Finding Christopher Robin, is it? The, new, the new one out? You and McGregor one? No, no, that's the other one. You're two. talking about the one with Domino Gleeson yeah, and Margot that Robin? that one I thought was really good. Yeah. The other one... Is the other one with, where Winnie the Pooh's kind of like been CGI'd to look weird? Yeah. He talks like Danny DeVito. <laughs> right. Christopher Robin, he's grown out of Winnie the Pooh. Oh. He's become mates with Batman. You know, don't say, oh, you would. What if Batman was yeah, like, let's Batman be friends? Said, Look, I, I want to be your mate, but I can be your only mate. Is that is, you is a he, ditch? You got a ditch, Winnie. Is Batman running exclusivity deals and yeah, friendships? Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you can't like, right? You can't have like a WhatsApp group with Batman in and your other mates. He's going to be like, it's me or nobody, right? Surely. Do you think? I, he doesn't strike me as being particularly sociable. I can't imagine yeah, exactly. him at parties. So he, he's a one friend kind of guy, I think. Although uh, Bruce Wayne does seem relatively sociable. Right. Is it Batman? <laughs> or is it Bruce Wayne I'm making friends with? What I'm saying is, you're gonna le- Batman's best mate, you're going to learn a lot about Batman. He can't risk other people finding out about that. So Robin probably knows a lot about Batman, right? Yeah. So Robin doesn't have any other powers, because he can't go home and be like, oh, you never guess what Batman told me. <laughs> so Batman needs exclusivity on a best friend. Okay, fine. And so Christopher Robin ditches Winnie. The yeah? Yeah. And Winnie the Pooh becomes like the next supervillain. Oh, here we go. Now we're talking. So it seems like with maybe the Riddler, maybe Joker. Tigger. (laughs) Tigger. The Tiggler. Riddler the Pooh. (laughs) The Tiggler. It's the Tiggler, Riddler the Pooh, (laughs) and some sort of Eeyore one. I don't know. Who are the other baddies? Penguin. (sighs) Bane, Penguin, Catwoman. Poison Ivy. Yeah. Uh, Poison Eeyore? Poison Eeyore. I'll take it. Poison Eeyore. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Christopher Robin already has the general kind of blonde childish like physicality that re- that is required for robin i don't think batman's having to get the outfits resized if exactly he's... exactly perfect if anything when he in the hiring process for his new robin it was mostly based on uh, suit dimensions why is What's there so the much sexual tension between the joker and batman what you think it's sexual yeah hmm interesting i'm not sure Jason? I wasn't picking up on it, but if we, I think we need to kind of dissect Joel now. I, th- I think we need to dissect Spotlight Joel watching on. all Batman I think it's films. the lipstick. You think? Yeah, that Batman wears. Nah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> having it. All right, what about this one from... normally? So normally the way that I do it is like I get a first name of someone. That's, that's how we kind of address um, contributors. This person's Twitter name is Dorman. Le Dorman. Is that, is that a French thing? French bouncer. Oh, he's Le Dorman. Uh, the Mask Free, Mask a Pony. Great. Okay, so The Mask, you've seen The Mask, I assume. Absolutely. Have you seen The Mask 2? 
the son of Mars. We've oh, seen one it. of the worst films ever made. It is terrible. It's really, really bad. What happens in the so the mask? Great, Jim Carrey gets a mask. Somehow he hasn't got a mask at the end of that film. Don't remember. Probably throws it back in the sea or something, right? Well, that it, sounds about right. Yeah, so it comes from yeah. So uh, that would make sense because in Son of the Mask, it, it washes up in a river, doesn't it? Yeah, and then a baby puts it on. I think a human, an adult puts it on, and then the baby gets it. Anyway, and the baby yeah. gets hold of it. So he gets impregnated by the mask. He has a baby that is a mask. I think that's what happens. In oh the yeah, that, you're right. You're right. You're right. So he has <laughs> sex with a horse. No, no, no. no. Um, it ends up on a petting zoo somehow. Yeah. It's some sort of fancy dress petting zoo where you can dress up as a different character and sit on a horse and get your photo taken. And then he wears it. Yeah, and the horse Not wears it. Somebody stab me. <laughs> no. So when he was going down like Muscapone, I was, I was thinking in terms of like MasterChef and like the mask was on MasterChef. Master creating like a best cheesecake ever, but doing it in a really kind of rampant way where Greg Wallace is just staring at him. <laughs> no, I'm thinking Greg Wallace yeah, and the mask. If you say Master Chef that. and the mask, Greg Wallace is Greg definitely... Wallace is wearing... definitely the... <laughs> I, I mean, there's probably a good argument to suggest he's already wore, wearing that mask quite a lot of the time. Um, okay. Have well, you seen all Greg Wallace's pictures of his, like, working out? He's like... Really, no? Yeah, he's, like, proud of his physique. And he's he's doing what now? <laughs> He's getting swole, Jason. What is it with the sexual tension between you and Greg Wallace? <laughs> He's from around our way, isn't he? I think. Is he? I think he's, oh my I think, god! I think he's a Kent lad. I think. Is he really? I think so. He's got that vibe about him. I know the hairy bikers around our way. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. No, they're northerners, aren't they? No, they're for, they're for, I was on a train with like the other. I don't know then. Uh, Dave. Dave and Sai. Dave. I was on a train with Dave. J- Jason's saying that they currently live there, but I like the idea that I'm going to put out the headline that Jason alleges that they are fake northerners. <laughs> yeah, it's all put on. It's just camera. Um. Greg Wallace is from Kent. It's weird that I've not seen that shouted about more. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I've done the open top bus tour of Rochester. They didn't mention it once. I've just I've just fact checked like your entire back catalogue, and I, I should have done that one, shouldn't I? Like where where is Greg I don't, Wallace? I, from um, what I've read, no one actually knows where Greg Wallace appeared from. But he appeared at the age of forty, <laughs> fully he, formed. That's because he's the mask. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. Yeah. He appeared fully formed in the in the form that he currently is. And what's most interesting is he hasn't aged since he appeared. Ah. I think he'll, he'll exist forever. And he's getting swell. He's getting swollen by the day. I think we've got to keep our eyes on Greg Wallace. <laughs> and that's another reason why he's a superhero, because, like, you know, the fact that he's growing exponentially. Yeah. It's all to do with this mascarpone. I think. Super mascarpone. You know, like, was it Popeye ate spinach? Yeah. Like, the mascarpone mm-hmm. gives you the superpowers. Is it? Mm. And that's what, because he's quite pale, and so... I oh, know, but actually, Popeye doesn't turn green when he eats spinach. He's not the Hulk. No, you're thinking of Baron Von Greenback from... Danger mail. How did you know? That's exactly what I was thinking of, Jason. Um, for the record, Jason just said he came in and fact-checked everything. I'm going to put that at the end of the episode. So uh, if you want to know what a man walking into a studio and telling you everything you've said wrong in the last couple of episodes sounds like, then uh, listen to after listen the to little the end. bit. I'm um, like a right twat. Annoying. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what they listen for. Um, <laughs> how about this idea? So this one's from Aaron. He did the thing where he sends in a news story. Yeah. So I'm going to give you like the, the best three paragraphs from this news story, but I'll deliver them pretty quick. A driver who swerved to avoid an octopus before crashing has been arrested on suspicion of drug driving. Officers who tweeted about the incident said they found no evidence of an octopus on the road. Octopuses are not unheard of in the seas off the south coast of England, <laughs> but this particular cephalopod... Nice. Thank you very much. ...would have had to crawl more than five kilometres over hills and fields to find itself in the path of a car on the A381. Jason? Well... As our expert? Yeah, I was going to say, where the hell do I go with this? So it, a guy in Devon was pulled uh, over and he said that the reason he swerved was there was a big octopus in the road. 
Now, does it have to be a big octopus? Because what's what's your beef with large octopus? Well, Pie. aren't aren't squid like bigger? Because like, an octopus in the road, surely you wouldn't know what it was, would no, you? You'd just see it as a splat, like a was you know, you'd think it was maybe. a bag or something. You'd like think that. it was a football in so, a wet in a wet plastic bag. I don't think this is holds up. I, I, I heard it was hitchhiking. <laughs> And it was holding up seven signs wow. with a different word on each one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say with different directions on each one, which would be a confusing no, that, message. Too. Yeah, and then you probably would swerve in, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, Where am I going? And so what I'm thinking is that the man wasn't actually under the influence of drugs, but this is really a story about a very adventurous octopus. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I like it. It's just a coincidence he was high, right? Yeah, exactly. There was really an octopus there. What, the octopus is high? Well, just, Maybe. Hey. We don't know that, Jason. They never, they never tested the, the octopus, did they? They never, they never found the octopus because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of sort of tentacles to inject. Or and I, don't octopuses have beaks as well? So he's not going to be able to sort of toke either. So they do have a beak. You're right. So how how is he getting high? That's there's a there's a question for Susie Gage. How do octopuses get high? Yeah, do animals get high? They do, don't they? Bees go mad for a fermented apple. Yeah. If we ever manage to get uh, Dr. Susie Gage on this podcast. First question. Yeah. How do octopi get high? Yeah. Yeah. I, po- I apologise for saying octopuses as well. That's all right. It should be octopi. It, it is. It, technically, it's octopi. Yeah. Damn. Look. See. Fact check. <laughs> is it like a? Is it an animated octopus in a real world, or is it real octopus that's like it's photo a real? real? It's, it's photo a real, octopus, real. But it's got one of those comedy human mouths. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, how about this one from Barney? Me, myself, and I, robot. <laughs> oh, so me, myself, and Irene is like a very insensitive uh, comedy about mental health issues. Jim Carrey split personality comedy. So, uh, uh, right. Jim so the... Carrey's brain is put into an army of robots. No. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, that's what I, I just what Barney's got written down. <laughs> what about what about if the first Will AI... Smith fights <clears throat> a robot, Jim Carrey? If the first AI is designed and they've they accidentally overdo it and they import like three different of Jim operating Carrey's systems, three of into Jim Carrey's characters, this into one person, robot, right? 
And so it does have three different Jim it Carrey has characters. an AI robot version of the insensitive thing that happens in that film is that, me is myself that okay, and AI Irene am I in an okay territory here why, why am I like the moral compass now yeah, it's it's like, Jason help John's me normally the moral compass yeah so he feels a little bit this is what that, that was John being let off the leash yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be me myself and AI Irene yeah. So iRobot is like a film that I remember when I was younger thinking was like super clever. I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and in hindsight it's probably fine, right? I think it's cuz like at the age that it came out and the age we were, we would have been like, "Oh, a Will Smith film. Great. Yeah. It's going to be a big explodey film." And then it was quite like a cerebral film, and it's probably the first cerebral film we we would have seen. And so it would have blown our minds just the idea that this film has like rules about what robots can and can't do yeah, yeah. and stuff. But how... Will Smith's shower scene. And he puts on some Converse, doesn't he? There's a, there's, it's one of the first like really obvious product placements is when he puts on the Converse. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Were they futuristic Converse? No, just normal ones, mate. That's interesting. We still haven't got those Back to the Future boots, have we, that just lace themselves They up. made a few of them. Oh, did they? Seth Rogen had a pair on, didn't he? Oh. At some awards do, and he said that he was followed around by a security person from Nike that had to like immediately take them back off him. Jason, I'm, I'm not proud of this, but seeing as I'm off the leash, I'll tell you this. Uh, a few years back for, at New Year's Eve, I got, I got so drunk that when I got back to my, uh, the place I was staying at, I, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember how to take my shoes off. <laughs> and so I cut myself out of my shoes. <laughs> Do you ever have it, though, when like, you're dying for the toilet and that's the time where <sighs> your shoes decide to not yeah, when you just do yeah. like the magic lace that should just come apart because yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the laws of the bow yeah. that they just fall apart <laughs> yeah. but no on this occasion when you need the toilet mm. yeah I don't normally if I'm in a rush for the toilet I don't normally have to take my shoes off <laughs> some sort of interesting setup you've got yeah, there well, I've just just trousers. Jason has to fully undress <laughs> I've just given away so much yeah <laughs> oh you ever really really need the loo and you can't get your hat off <laughs> <laughs> how was the urinal not infiltrated into the domestic home are you mad? <laughs> I want a urinal in my home. No, what? I want in, the opposite, in the, Jason. In the, bar- I want, in I want the bathroom. U- yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want urinals I'd, I'd taken like out of... Lounge. I want urinals <laughs> taken out of public spaces. Really? I'm the opposite. Do especially, you? What a weird campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I know especially mean, the big though. trough ones. Oh, yeah. And then there'll be like seven men stood like oh, no, shoulder see, like to that. shoulder. Well, that's because I never have a wee standing up when I'm at home. So I see it as a real treat. Unless you sit down in the trough. I sit in the, well, speaking of sitting, I once saw a man do that. Oh, you're kidding. No, yeah, number yeah. two. Do a big number two at the Berlin Oktoberfest, which is, in my opinion, the original Oktoberfest. I am it's cringing in, inside no, Munich, so Munich, much. Munich, Munich, not Berlin. Take that back. I've never seen a man poo in public in Berlin. <laughs> I take that back. I don't want the people of Berlin to think that. Um, Have but you Munich, seen... I saw it happen. I saw I a man s- do a poo. I saw a man a do a poo in Florence on the street one evening. I was like, why is that man squat? Oh, okay. When um, I was in New York, I saw a man poo in the subway just recently. How many... Mm. How New many... York's exactly as you imagine if you see all the glamorous <laughs> films. How many public places have you seen people shit in? Um, Come on, you're from Kent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not quite that, but I, I did stand over someone as I was u- urinating into a bucket in Morrison's on Saturday night. Did they, did they know you were there? That actually happened. <laughs> or did you walk up behind them? They, they, unfortunately, he was passed out in the aisle, and oh, then no. it was there was a whole medical incident. So this is again got quite serious, and he woke <laughs> up. He, he needed the toilet, bless him. Yeah, and you had your bucket with you. Yeah, so we had to get we had to get the manager to get a bucket, and I had to oh. stand around to guard him. So yeah, Kent. <laughs> um, you, think, you think it's classy? It's so not. Oh, this I one... once blacked out in a supermarket aisle. 
I think about this every now and again. I, I Did don't know you if it might have affected yourself? me quite a bit. Uh, no, I was with my uncle, who is a bit of a maverick character. And I think, I'm not really sure how or why this happened, but one of us volleyed a carton of orange juice. And then I <laughs> slipped on the carton of orange juice and smacked my head on the floor. And don't and then I have no memory. There's like a few, maybe like a 10 to 15 minute period where I blacked out. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. You've played uh, juice ball, right? Juice ball. In the, yeah, in yeah. the supermarkets. Where yeah. you it's just pretty fun. You have around. to concentrate. <laughs> yeah, that was the last time I played. I was just about to go pro as well. <laughs> this one... they, the doctor said you'll never play juice ball again. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's a film with Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Adam. Mary Poppers Returns. Oh, this has gone to my area, hasn't it? Yeah, I This thought, has gone drugs. Yeah. Your area? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get <laughs> yeah. Um I'm pretty naive on poppers as a drug. It's, yeah. Your Honour? It's synonymous with with certain demographics, and it helps loosen things up. Mm. It was, it was, uh, yeah. I probably shouldn't raise serious points on this one, but there was there was an MP that actually raised the question in the House of Commons and admitted to using poppers, which is the first time someone's actually kind of outed themselves as, as a popper user in the House of Commons. So there's a little bit of fact. are they legal? Yeah, they are. But they were about a year ago. They tried to ban them and, and make them illegal, but it didn't go through because it would have persecuted LGBT too much. One one time at secondary school, someone told me to smell their pocket, and it turned out they'd yeah they'd open they, there were some there were some poppers in there. That's a great chart line, isn't it? Smell, smell my, pocket. my pocket. Smell my and I did it because I was a works. teenager. You yeah, you're curious as a teenager. No, I wanted to see what pockets smelled like. <laughs> my girlfriend always talks about a time that a child approached me in North Greenwich and gave me a, like a anonymous sweet and I just ate it that is weird that is mad never right I think we need some education on this of just say no to any random pocket sweets never do that to be honest I thought it was probably some sort of sting operation (laughs) (laughs) what about this one Die Hard the Welsh Revenge that's from World of Dub (laughs) D-A-I yeah is that a Welsh name yeah I didn't know I had to google it (laughs) And I, I Google because it says Welsh, so I Googled it and tried to translate it, and it was like, there's no word in Welsh. Yeah, you need to do a Welsh version of this podcast. Welsh P- language, do. Dream Factory, for World of Dub. Work on that, please. Yeah? I mean, we've already got a limited audience as it is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's our problem. Maybe we... We're not Welsh enough. Maybe our niche is the Welsh market. Mm. And Jason. <laughs> yeah, I've got no Welsh in me, just to put that out there. Good. Which kind of brings it back to the whole Mary Poppers thing, because we kind okay. of glossed over that a little bit, didn't we? Oh, have you listened to this podcast? <laughs> we mostly glossed over it. I just feel yeah, really bad glass. for the people that send them in, and then oh, you just so... kind of just don't talk about them. Right? It's like, oh. you, you know, no, it's... when they've got good ideas, we do. Oh, <laughs> Joe, that's not true. <laughs> no, we don't talk about them when they've got good ideas. So there are yeah, multiple weeks there, are, I'll listen back and go, we said a really funny pun, and then just Joel just says some sort of anecdote about Kent. <laughs> then we moved on. That's what the podcast is. <laughs> Welcome to the Dream Factory. Each week you send in your film suggestions and I talk about my childhood in Kent. <laughs> Let's do Die Hard in Kent. There's got to be a way that we can work that in. Yeah? What's the biggest What's the biggest uh, high-rise in Kent? It's got to be my last castle. Yeah? Literally. It's the tallest... I don't want any context to that. Jason's other half. My other half's castle, castle, yeah. (laughs) I thought John was the posh one here. (laughs) All right, so at this point in the episode, uh, we uh, have a new feature from Scroobius Pip, a man who we all just saw and Joel didn't bring up his beef with. This is uh, this week's Pippa of Pips, Pippa of Pips. Uh, This one is Aquamanuel. The reason I didn't bring up my beef was because Pip in the past had pretended to like this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And if he likes it so much, he'd have heard the beef. 
Yeah. So I'm, so I'm continuing the beef this week. I uh, I saw him. Uh, I nearly he, hit him when yeah. I saw him earlier on. I really nearly. John had to hold me back. <laughs> Pip didn't know what was going on. But I was furious. I ripped my shirt off. He uh, he took Jason to one side and he said some words and then pointed at you. Yeah. And then he kind of walked. I said, off Come and say that here. <laughs> Come and say that to me here. And then he just nipped out the window. How do you feel about the allegation? You're on a podcast that has previously alleged that Scroobius Pip has a fake beard and runs a cockfighting ring. I think you know as much as I like Pip. I think there is some shady stuff. <laughs> I've, just, I've just seen the man's mouth quite literally on the table. Oh yeah, that's true. That's actually true. Strange. You can't <laughs> trust him. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, Aquaman Manuel is his film this week. Uh, so it's the Forty Towers yeah, assistant you. living underwater becomes global warming's reached the point where Torquay's been flooded, and Manuel's sprouted gills and continues to operate his hotel underwater. Ah. Oh. The thing is, Jason, have you seen Aquaman? No, not yet. No. Okay, it's uh, it's good and it's quite mad. There's like an octopus, a massive octopus playing the drums before he goes hitchhiking, and um, he and so like I could totally imagine in this world of Atlantis and stuff there being hotels run by um hapless people. So yeah. Aquamanuel is totally possible in this world. There's twelve episodes of of Forty Towers, isn't there? There's yeah, there's a really short run. I yeah. think there's a thirteenth that kind of. It's a little bit of a ghost episode, I think, the myth mm. is. And all I know is about the one where, like, you know, don't talk about the war. The Great oh, War oh, of Atlantis. Nice. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, for, and he does a funny walk and everyone. Yeah, what's, what fish is closely resembled Hitler? Oh, here we... <laughs> Where's Susie Gage when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure she could field that one. I mean, what is a... a not... catfish? Dogfish? Yeah. Oh, because of the Tash vibes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like, well, I think we've hit Goblin's Law, haven't we? Of like, no matter how much you speak, eventually you come back to Nazis. Mm. And we've just done Nazi fish. Goblin's Law? Godwin's. Goblin's oh. Law. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something from Lord of the Rings, doesn't it? Goblin's Law. I, prefer <laughs> so I much prefer that. <laughs> if you Google Goblin's Law, it actually corrects to, it said, did you mean Goblin's Law? Oh, so oh, you're not the only idiot on the internet, John. I thought it was going to be some sort of um, World of Warcraft thing. Hey, John, uh, do you want to hear my idea for a film? Yes, please. Uh, dude, where's my scar? <laughs> it's Lion King reimagined as an American stoner comedy. I like it. Mm -hmm. The Great Plains of Africa. Timon and Pumbaa are already primed, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. They're big time stoners. I think so. I want to go a different route with this though. I want it to be about madness. You know, the sucks. Scar is in the music. Oh, oh nice. Uh, I think we can go there. Yeah? So it's it's the Lion King, but re-soundtracked by, by the music of... Oh my God, how's that not happened? How's Lloyd Webber not got on to redrafting Lion King, but with the soundtrack of Madness? I don't know, Jason. I, I imagine he maybe just hasn't thought of it yet. He's a busy guy. I would also imagine he hasn't done that because isn't Elton John the guy who wrote the Lion King soundtrack? Who are you going to pick out Suggs and Elton John, though? Oh, well. Good point. What, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be, isn't it? What, Suggs over Elton? Yeah. Oh, you didn't even no. sound convinced in your answer then. <laughs> no. uh, John, what's your film idea? Uh, the Rock, Doc and Two Smoking Farrells. Guy Ritchie directs Dwayne Johnson as he goes back in time with Dr. Emmett Brown to show the effects of smoking on Colin Farrell's lungs. And I've put way too much work in Imagine trying to like fit The Rock it. in the DeLorean. Oh, They've got absolutely fun. no chance. Yeah? Mm. Is he dressed in Marty, Marty McFly style clothes? Yeah. yeah. And he's got the hoverboard. Would he have a hoverboard? I don't think you're going to get Rock on a hoverboard. No, maybe one for each foot. 
Oh yeah. Hobbit skis. Skis, yeah, skis. Yeah, that's skis. I've just described skis. <laughs> yeah, I quite like that. Jonathan, you've done well there, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's really worked hard on I it. don't even know if Colin Farrell smokes for the record. Jason will have to come in next week and fact check, yeah, check us on that. <laughs> Couple of things, lads. Colin Farrell gave up smoking in 2003. <laughs> Jason, have you got some? Not only have I got some, but oh. I've, it's a tiny bit of a backstory. I know that we've been gabbling on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've had a file in my phone for about five months, and I now can't remember which ones have been done and which ones have kind of cerebrally seeped in. So you want a rapid-fire round? Yeah. You're going quick-fire. Right. So Gangs of New York take Manhattan. No, we haven't done that. No, good. All right, this one's a bit tenuous. Planes, Trains and a Poseidon Adventure. So basically, it's like a whimsical comedy, but it ends in a complete disaster. Nice, I like that's that. Very, that's that's very you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Caddyshank. Whoa. Perfect, great. All right, this one it definitely sounds familiar. Moana Geddon. I think we did that. That, sounds, that does yeah. sound familiar. Where Cross do you want cr- with your pipe. Yeah, let's go in. Where do you want kind of football factory? <laughs> I, think we, I think we have done that. That does ring a bell. It's so the, the problem is we don't know, but we leave yeah. the room and we you know forget. the show better than I do. That's <laughs> the thing. I'm gonna have to go back and not and reference these. <laughs> All right, this one again is a bit, uh, it's a bit tenuous. Jefferson Starship Troopers. Can you remember in World War Two you had like the the entertainment arm of the forces called Ensa? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so for Starship Troopers and their whole spacey escapade, mm-hmm. this film focuses on in the entertainment side of things. That's good. I like that. I'm yeah. into that. All right. Uh, Sin Pig in the City. Good, good. Sin Pig in the City. So Sin City and Bay Pig in uh, the City. Yeah, I can I can imagine that as well. It's kind of like... Um, what about Babe, Sex in the City? Here we go. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sin, Sin Pig in the City is like the Peter Porker character from Into the Spider-Verse inside the noir universe from Into the Spider-Verse, isn't it? Whoa. Yeah, that's that. deep. No, it's boring. <laughs> Jeez. All right, and I'm going to go back in with Million Dollar Muppet Baby. Nice. Good. As in Million Dollar Baby, the Clint Eastwood yeah. film, and then yeah. Muppet Babies. Million Dollar Baby is about a boxer, right? Female boxer. No, it's about a baby that becomes a millionaire. <laughs> I think we've done that. <laughs> Early yeah, on, we, we did Million that, Dollar yeah. Baby because we got obsessed with the idea that every film with the word baby in the title yeah, is about actually a about a baby. Oh, I did have another one, actually. I just remembered. I wondered why it wasn't on it. This is, this is kind of like my big one, and I'm okay. actually thinking of actually trying to put this into production. Great. So I have got film producing credits, just, uh, just to get That's that out That's true. So this uh, this one is is on slightly kind of dodgy ground as well, but Raining Man. So you've got Dustin Hoffman mm-hmm. gets put in a futuristic game show, and he has to navigate his way through the the treacherous perils of a deft game show. Perfect. Mm, go for that. Yeah. So that was my, I think that was my favourite Raining Man. I'm into it. We used to do a thing where at the end of the episode we'd pick a favourite, but we haven't done that for weeks. We but Rainy Man's the favourite. Yeah, or, 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 or Gangs of New York, Take Manhattan. But basically one of mine, please. Yeah, one of yours. Anyway, yeah. we, we, we've reached the end of the show, John and Jason, which is a sad state, sad place to reach. But um, we know it's the end of the show because there is a knock at the studio door. And entering the studio, John, who is it? You can see the Scro- moment my shoulder. It's Scroobius Pippin. Oh. He's come to have that fucking word. What? you said the other day I actually made notes right, as a bit of a kind of fact check right? oh so here we go I've done the creek right so the creeks we've done um, Dreamland mm-hmm. it's not actually the oldest roller coaster it's the actual it's the oldest big dipper and there's a difference roller coaster has to be like 
whereas a big dipper is just like a so oh yeah I see what you mean so, uh, so, Jason, sorry, for, sorry everyone uh, we did actually receive letters and letters <laughs> about that Jason for the, for the record because at the beginning that you said I've already done the creeks for, 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 for the people listening can you explain what you mean by that so creeks you, I, I can't remember what episode you did it on I think it must have been like a good I think it was in the summer and I was actually walking one as you said Dawson's Creek they got to be an American thing. That was, I think, your exact words, Joel. Yeah. And I'm like, no, creeks do exist here because I have two that I'm actually walking as we speak. Uh, Jason, would you what like... What did it look like? They, well, that's the thing. They just they smell of poo. Oh, they, oh they, okay. Yeah, they're just they kind of... Yeah, like they're reeky creaky. Would you like to join the podcast as our our dictionary corner? <laughs> oh, can I? Can yeah, I do that? That'd just, be amazing. Basically, your fact checking is that I've made some quite sweeping statements about Kent, <laughs> and you also being from Kent have come in to pull me up on them. And my other half being in in tourism and heritage, I think it kind of yeah, makes me enough. more pedantic as well. Did you find out any more about Dreamland? Um, what was it? There was something else. Uh, the Looping Star. Mm. Um, I think you are actually right. I think there might have actually been a death on that, ah. just to bring the mood nice and up. Hey, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so that one you got right potentially yeah that's, I come from a realm of being having to be heavily referenced so I apologise in advance for putting in caveats I feel like this whole podcast should be caveated with don't believe anything either of us say mostly we should release a second episode every week which is correcting the episode that's just gone out oh, that'd be amazing have you made the switch to NYX millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX that's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener